Hey everyone, Callan here and it's time for another garden update. So I was just peeking at last year's video around this time, I think about two days before this time last year, and looking at the exact same garden and it is totally different. Okay, so if you want, I'll leave a link to that video down in the description below and you can see how much farther along this thing is. I mean, we're, we're talking about things just, you know, barely compared to this seeming like they're just barely coming out of the ground right and so anyways we're really far ahead this year on the garden so i'm really excited about that there's some other stuff that may be going on such as the electroculture and all of that type of stuff so we'll talk about that but first let's just take a look at how are things going okay so i'll stand next to this in a second but i'm just going to show you what it looks like from the outside it's almost turning into like those corn maze things because you can just walk in and then you walk in around, around the spire, around the whole thing. So right here, that's almost the tallest. I think the tallest is this, these guys right here. So I'll stand next to that. Okay, so this guy is as tall as me, right? Actually, maybe even a little bit taller. I'm six foot tall. And the, the ground that I'm on, the path, is actually about a, an inch and a half higher than where this guy's coming out of the ground. So this guy is probably around 6'1 or 6'2 at this point. And we basically, like I said last year, we're, we're nowhere. And by the end of the season last year, my sunchoke started getting to be about six foot tall when they stopped growing, okay? So, and that was like, you know, in September or something like that. It's like late June right now. So I have a feeling these things are gonna be pretty giant. One of the things I'm worried about is that they're gonna be so giant that they're not gonna be able to hold themselves up. And I think if I were to water them too frequently that they would get kind of like that. They wouldn't be fibrous enough going up. And so I, I actually am consciously forcing them to go without water so that they don't overgrow themselves and become weak or, or at least become something that I have to continually water every single day or they're going to fall over. So anyways, let's take a look at the, uh, the rest of the spiral garden. So this is the end of the spiral where I come to stand. You can see it has copper wire which attaches to the copper wire which is going around this whole pole which goes to the top here it's the electroculture this then goes underground underneath the rocks around the entire thing so we'll talk about what i think is going on there but if i put my feet here then i am grounded to the entire garden and then i have a little crown that i wear when i stand here if it's made out of wire like this which i put it on my head which then makes me kind of like this pole too so i'm connected to the garden in that way, which I think is pretty significant. Here's one of the bigger winter squash coming out. I get really, really excited about squash and also the beans, which we'll look at. It's just, you know, I know this is gonna make good food that I'm gonna like, which is also gonna be healthy for me and fill me up. And so, you know, I have a lot of these growing and that's just super exciting. Okay, another exciting thing. These are the rattlesnake beans from Chad see them growing here these all this is might even be the same plant like a couple of these plants over here have really grown and it's not just here on the bottom look at this guy right here so this is a sunchoke plant but you see these flowers up here that's going to be beans because it's it's climbed up the entire thing and basically it's already up here you can see it's got some leaves coming out up here right it's already at the top it's like hey i could go higher but there aren't any sunchokes so we'll actually help him. I think that they must spin 
while they reach out and then they grab things because I've seen them leap across entire large gaps. So anyway, that's pretty cool. Here's the big mullein. Remember, it was much lower to the ground, had very, very big leaves. This is what I call the toilet paper factory. But I said it would eventually throw up a very tall shoot. And so the whole plant starts to grow taller. All the leaves start to separate vertically from each other. And now it's got a stalk which is coming up which has this little thing on it. We also have some amaranth growing, which I didn't plant this year. These are just from seeds that fell on the ground from last year's crop. This was, instead of sunchokes last year, this was mostly amaranth. So amaranth came up pretty much everywhere. You can see it all here. This is all amaranth. And uh, I'm not really excited about amaranth because it's a pain in the butt to harvest. But um, I'm going to leave some in there, especially in this spot right here, because there's like a gap where there's no sunchokes. And they'll get pretty tall too. Last year, the one that was over in that corner got to like over 10 feet tall. Okay, so now I want to show you something. This is the spiral garden. There's a gap here where I walk to go under the apricot tree where I live, where I've been living for two years, outside, underneath my raincoat. Anyways, there's a gap here, and there's also sunchokes over here, you can see. And they're all planted basically at the same day. And you can see that the height of them goes pretty significantly. You know, it raises over here, and it's kind of level here, and then it goes much higher here. So we'll get a little bit closer. You can see these guys are much taller than those. And Jesse was pointing out that it almost looks like... It's a, you know, like a chart that you would expect to go like this and would basically meet the spiral garden. So basically the theory is that whatever's going on with the spiral garden is having a bigger effect than just the spiral garden is actually reaching out all the way to about this point or maybe even a little bit farther. So I thought that was cool. So to demonstrate a counter theory, we can see that these ones over here are basically trailing down as well and actually the taller ones are on this side and the reason I think that is because it's right next to the water spout so this ground ends up wetter more of the time and so I think more water is just equally more height and so it's kind of a similar thing over here water the, it basically flows this way right the hill is going a little bit this way so more water ends up over here so that might be what's going on or it might be both right it might be the effects of the electroculture reaching that far and the fact there's getting more water okay so let's look at the pots basically i don't see any effect any correlation between where we have the electroculture antennas which we put in here's one right here i think it's every four this one has one and the taller ones are down that way but basically i don't see any correlation sometimes they're bigger but sometimes they're not and so that basically carries on the whole way i think that probably has to do with the fact that these are pots, they're not actually connected to the ground, and really what has to be going on is a connection between the heavens and the earth, right? And that's not really uh, an antenna that just goes into the pot, maybe helping a tiny bit, but not really in a, in a big way. So I think that may be what's going on there. I've got ideas on how to fix that. This is really annoying to water because you have to go and take the hose to each and every single one, and it takes a little while to fill. And so basically, uh, Jesse had this drip hose which I can just lay over the top of them. And that works really well. So what I'm thinking next year is maybe out in the backfield using, getting a bunch more pots, using drip line over it, and also using some magneticulture, um, oh, what's it called? Where they, you know, it's the zinc and steel wire basically. 
is it anodized? Not anodized. Something like that. Galvanized? There we go. Galvanized. So anyways, it would be wire with a magnet on the south end. It'd be going north-south, and so it would get that effect. So I've got ideas about that. But maybe we'll just do it in the ground. So we'll go over to the other garden, and we can complete that. So that's back out this way. Okay, so here's the garden out in the field. This is sunchokes again. There's a 18-foot fishing pole, which is basically an electroculture tower, which connects to a magnetoculture magnetic culture, culture wire from here to here with a magnet right here and it's in the north-south which doesn't quite match the rows it's more like this and so i had to cut across anyways this is kind of a rough place for them to be growing especially in the ground and there's lots of different reasons they get lots of sun here they get lots of insects which we'll talk about and they also get gophers so you can see this whole row all the way almost halfway Am I pointing to the right place? I can't see you because it's so bright. Okay, yeah. So right here, basically all the way there, they the gophers have eaten it all. And you can actually see the gopher hole. And you can see that this guy is all weepy and wilty, which is what they look like when they haven't been watered for a few days. But these guys were watered yesterday, so that means that their roots got eaten and they're dying. So basically these guys are going to be gone. This whole row is going to be gone probably pretty quickly. Uh, and it, those aren't the only ones they've taken. They also took some back in this corner and some over there. So basically, I think that through the season, this they probably could eat a fair amount of this. So that's why I'm starting to think about the pots. There's another problem, which we can see down here. In this corner, look how eaten this plant is. And you can see this is where the new growth comes out. And that's where it gets eaten the most, this one too. And that's, it's basically all grasshoppers, okay? This, so there's just swarms of grasshoppers eating these things. So anyways, like I said, it's harsher out here for these guys. So I'm coming over into Jesse's garden to show you some stuff we did. I'm not sure if I showed you this already, but we, maybe it'd be easier to see this one. So we put in a bunch of electroculture towers with just a wire with a tall stick which goes ground into the ground and there's two more over there and there's a bunch more out that way too so anyways we're gonna go check out something over here which i think you'll think is cool because i think it's cool okay so jesse has these beehives just laying out here they've been here for years and there was a hive in them many years ago but not for years has there been one and now this year a whole hive moved in so we got bees. So we might as well check out more of Jesse's garden since we're over here. We don't come here very often, but this is a, I think an almond tree. I don't know if you can see. Can I get the sun out of your eye? Right here, all those. I think those are almonds. And then over here, this is a currant bush. So there's all these little delicious orange jewels which taste like oranges and basically I'm the only one who lives here who eats them and there's an infinite amount because it's not just this bush there's that bush which is red currants which are really yummy and then there's that bush over there which is black currants which are the best <laughs> there's another orange one over there and there's another orange one over there so basically infinite currants and here's what I'm most excited about is the pear tree and last year we didn't get too many pears, but this year 
There's tons of pears. You can see all these pears. Pears everywhere. It's going to be amazing. That tree way out, out there, it's actually farther than you probably think it is. It's actually very, very big. That is a giant old almond tree. And it's a specific, specific type where you can actually kind of eat the fruit because the almond is a seed inside. Right, it's like a, like a peach has a core, a hard core. If you break that open, there's a seed. It looks like an almond. That's basically what an almond is, except the peach has fruit on the outside, right? So those almonds all have fruit, but the, this fruit's actually pretty good to eat. And then we got this apple tree, which is pretty close to where I live. Apples. So my theory with the electroculture basically we're only really seeing things specifically happen with the spiral garden and not in the other situations so with the pots i explained that basically i don't think they're really connected to the ground the out there field with the 18 feet there's too many other variables for example the water there definitely pools back towards the end where we would actually expect there'd be less growth because of how the electroculture and magniculture is supposed to work, but also it's getting more water, so that would even it out with the rest, and that's basically what we see, everything's pretty even. And also there's all kinds of other variables going on, such as the gophers eating the eating a whole row, and there's only one more row of like the what I think will be the best growing ones due to the electroculture. And so if they eat the other row, we, we basically won't even be able to know. But anyways, and there's also the grasshoppers, so lots of different variables going on out there. And the spiral garden, I didn't actually think was going to work very well because of how the direction I spun it and all that type of stuff. But basically what I'm thinking now, the way that Ken Willer basically sees this, it's, it's, it's more about collecting signals and sending that signals, those information, those vibrations through the plant in a way which kind of stimulates them, stimulates their growth. So kind of like how playing music for a plant that scientifically has been shown to affect its growth, you're basically stimulating it. The electrical signals, the electromagnetic field, all the vibrations that are going on, that the copper of the, the spiral is picking up is ending up in the plants and stimulating growth, okay? And so basically what we've got here is we've got a spiral which goes out like this. So that's kind of like the back of a, if you think about like a, satellite antenna that is aimed up at like one of those really big ones you have this big giant kind of almost flat reflector and then you have the receiver right and so this basically kind of what's going on here it is it, it's kind of set up like an advanced antenna but it's also because it's got the it's got the spiral it's a big flat panel right and then it's got the thing coming out the middle going up shooting upwards okay so basically what I think is doing happening is it is picking up specific frequencies and also the frequencies that you pick up have to do with the distances between the copper, right? So if you have, you know, copper wire that's spun around a pole, that's, that's very small frequencies because it's the distance between the two copper things or it's more likely to pick up a signal there. But this thing, the spiral garden, which is right here behind me, basically it has both small because of the wrapping that goes up the thing, which is fairly small, but it also has really big because there's probably like two or three feet of distance between each path, right? Right. So that's, that's picking up a whole nother signal, a whole nother group of types of frequencies. And because of it's oriented straight up and down rather at, than in a 45 or something like that, it's primarily picking up frequencies which are coming from out 
of the planet and also from in the planet and less of the human made frequencies. And so that's, that's my theory so far about why the spiral garden is going crazy. Even Jesse and Johanna, who are professional permaculturists, they teach permaculture classes for years. They come around here and they're like, whoa. <laughs> so anyways, that's my theory about what's going on there. We'll keep an eye on it. Stay tuned. There'll be more videos like this. I'll see you later.